then take your belt off and say, get out. All right? So I teach y'all something, amen? So um, we're here. It's good to see everybody here. And um, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. And uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we got going on? So Passover is going to be that major one. And keep praying for music. What do y'all want to see? What do you want to see happen? Because Lord knows we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> so somebody, the Lord surprised us by giving us some land. You know that? You know, we was praying like, Lord, we're going to build. We're going to do the Lord's like, boy, shut up. I'm going to give you something. Because, <laughs> all right? But sooner or later, you never know what's going to happen. But keep praying. Pray. Sometimes uh, even the message of the day, you know, I was into that whole Elijah making the axe head swim. But we don't pray about enough stuff. We always pray like our faith really ain't there. Sometimes you're like, well, I'm not going to pray about that. I'm going to pray about this, though. <laughs> My children, need, they need saving. But you, a lot of things we leave out of prayer. But like Peter said, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And, and the reason why he died is so that you and I can have the opportunity to pray. So if you find yourself not praying, that ain't nothing but the devil trying to hold you back. You're thinking too much. If somebody paid your way in the Six Flags and you don't go, if they, if they gave us some free tickets to the Super Bowl and we don't go, we're just, why would that person pay so much to give you and I an opportunity to have access to something and we never use it? So free access in the glory is the Passover. He made sure that you and I can get in there, all right? So we're in 2 Kings uh, chapter 6. Everybody there? All righty. We know faith cometh by hearing and hearing how by the word of God. So is anything too hard for the Lord? And I've been thinking about that because a lot of times when you're working, going to school or doing different things, you always want to see great things happen, whether you're on the job. Who works in there? How many people work in there? I know I work. Work get on your last nerves, don't it? Oh, man. You're in there working and, and we read about um, uh, Daniel who had an excellent spirit when he was at work. It ain't like some of us, you know, we could just be sleeping at work. No, he had an excellent spirit. It means that he was given everything he had to that job. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. You gang around people, that doesn't make sense. You look at uh, Joseph. He was so into his job and, and being a perfectionist at his job that every place that he went, we know the Lord's hand was on him, but also everybody that was in charge recognized that spirit of excellence that was in his life. And it's hard when you're trying to run a facility or something like that. You have to find men and women that do all their work as unto the Lord. But also, too, it's great to have somebody like a Joseph or a Daniel, okay, um, that pray. That pray about everything. They pray about how many napkins are, are in the napkin holder. They pray about all this and that stuff. They pray because they know that promotion and blessings come from God and not man. You can brown nose all you want to and, and talk behind people's back all you want to and stab people. You can do all that you want to do. Promotion comes from God and not man. But God, when he looks at each and every one of our hearts and he sees that our hearts are right with him, if your heart is right with God, you'll be right with everybody else. Because all you're focused on is him. You thanking him. And, and there's nothing wrong with thanking the Lord through hard work. I had a young lady come in the other day and everything. She was like, Mark, man, my man works so hard. He takes care of us so much. I just want to give him a couch so he can come home and sit on and be comfortable. I said, man, that's all right, ain't it? Sometimes you and I, maybe work so hard, we just want to give him a vessel and we want to give him a lifestyle that he's like, man, that's because you're doing it from your heart. You're not doing it because it's commandment. It's a relationship between you and the Most High God. So when we start thinking about prayer, when you start thinking about these little areas in your life, 
I know Yvonne was talking about her breaks. We prayed for her breaks. I know she's like, y'all on that dope praying for breaks and stuff. <laughs> but why don't we pray for stuff that makes no sense to somebody else that doesn't live their life by faith? Why don't we pray about the money in the bank? Why don't we pray about this and that? Because is anything too hard for the Lord? And what parent with an opportunity to go to the school with their child? Imagine if you could go and nobody could see. You could sit next to your child like, pay attention. We're going to get this one right. Imagine if he put his spirit in you. And every place you go, his presence goes with you. And you have such an advantage over everybody else to when we read here in 2 Kings chapter 6. And it says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elijah, it says, Behold now, the place where we dwell with you is too straight for us. It ain't big enough. We, got, we need some more room. Let us go, we pray to, unto Jordan and take there every man a beam and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go. And one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, alas, master, for it is barbell. And the man of God said, where fell it? And he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and he cast it in thither. And the iron did swim. Therefore said he, take it up. Uh, to thee and put his hand and took it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being at work in something like an axe head or something that you rent it? And those of us that do construction and stuff like that, you know, tools are expensive. They must have been expensive back here because he was, whoa, but I just paid $80 for that. But he turns to the man of God and says, man of God, the axe head fell into the water. Man, I'm going to have to pay for that. And I know that there's no power in the, the man, but I know there's power in God. And a lot of times we always turn to people that we feel that have great faith. And the Lord says, man, you can call on me yourself. But he turned to Elisha, who had great faith. And Elisha says, where is it? And he showed him where it was at. And an insignificant axe head came up out of that water and it said it began to swim. Not that it floated. It was almost swimming like it was a fish. And he said, man, take it. And must imagine you can look at it, but the man don't really want to touch it because he's looking at it like, I can't believe it looks like this thing is swimming to him. And the man of God said, hey, man, take your hand out there and pick it up. We start to read the testimonies of the men and women that are in these scriptures about what the power of God did in their life. Sometimes, man, you're not going to believe it. Sometimes you're saying to yourself, am I really praying about brakes and engines? Am I really praying about hot water heaters? Am I really praying about X, Y, and Z? Am I really praying about this? Because sometimes you begin to pray about some things that really bothers your heart. And it doesn't have to always do with people. There are places and there are things. But the enemy brings that doubt into our hearts and into our minds. And you and I cease from praying about it. But what if we had the faith of this young man right here? Where we could turn. Imagine if Jesus is right with us. 
Imagine if he was there with us and we could say, Master, you don't care that we perish? You don't care that my bills don't get paid? You don't care about my health? You don't care about my child I've been praying for for 15 years? And he says, you know what? Oh, ye of what? Little faith. And he gets up, man, and he commands the wind and the rain and the waves to stop beating up against the side of your head. And he says, peace be still. This, listen, because he said, I'm not going to be there, but I'm going to give you another me called the Holy Spirit. And he will be with you and he will teach you everything. And that's what we desire today. We need to be taught every single thing. So think about what's on your heart this morning. I'm, I'm even praying for the eagles. <laughs> you hear a message like that. You're like, Lord, I need these eagles to fly. I need these people to see that we real. Now, I don't know who's praying on the other side, but I try to get my prayer in first. Okay. Now, I know both teams is praying, but we need other people praying just to get a breakthrough. Because The Lord's like, man, I'm not into that. All of y'all praying about y'all teams. Just let it work it out. Amen. But we look at that, y'all, and, and, and I believe the Holy Spirit is challenging us. I don't know what's going on in everybody's life. I just know what's going on in my life. I can't control people, places, or things. I can't control my heartbeat. Can't even control cavities. Can't control whether or not I'm going to catch a cold or not. I can't control nothing. Sometimes we feel so helpless. Tomorrow or the future can be scary. But if we work on our relationship with the Lord, if we just focus on our relationship with the Lord, Jesus couldn't say it no better. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a man that you see this field that we have out here. He was just walking through the field, just kicking stuff on the ground and realized that there was a bag there. And he waited for everybody to leave church. He pulled that bag up and realized that there was much riches in that bag. And he went downtown and he bought that field. They said, that boy is on dope. Why is he buying that trashy field where everybody burns their trash and dirty diapers all over the place? But he buys it. They say, you can have it. We'll give it to you for $2. Millions of dollars in that bag. But he says the kingdom of heaven is like, but think about that. When, the, when that Powerball, when everybody's running to the Powerball, when everybody's running down here for that quick sale, imagine you're still walking in the field because having the Lord on your side is greater than all the riches in the world. He can do everything. Not just a moment where you feel good. Because you know money, you get that money, your hands start itching, you got to spend that money. You call an Amazon, you're over here at Bells, you're all over the place. You have the car, you just spent all the money. They don't never tell you about the horror stories of people that win that lottery and how it just drives them crazy, drives the families crazy. The family used to like you until you hit the money. Now they're on your phone every day. They never called you. Now all of a sudden you're changing your number, you're running, you're moving. It never was like that. Life was so simple. You just don't know what it is. Let's turn over to Genesis chapter 18. But things in our lives can change. Is any, think about what's hard for you right now. The mistakes we've made, we messed up our credit. Just think about everything that seems to be hard in your life. And even when Metal, heavy metal, an axe head goes down in the water. You can't even find it. But the Lord knows where it's at. Not only does he know where it's at, but he can make that bad boy swim. 
and then tell you to go pick it up with your hand. He told Peter, remember, people don't know who Jesus is, but he told Peter, he said, go on down there, catch that fish, open up his mouth, take that coin, and go pay that bill since you're running your mouth. That's what he told him. Peter, what you running your mouth for? Well, you know, I got caught up. All right, well, go down there and catch something, and then get caught up and go on over there and pay them people. He did something in Peter's life that kept working in his life. God will do something in our life that's so small, but increases our faith to the point where that faith keeps growing in our life year after year. Because when God, when people are telling you to give up, you said, I can't give up because I went down there and I cast my line in and I grabbed this fish. And I looked in the mouth and I could see something. And I, Lord, man, I put my hand in there, man, it was a gold coin. And I paid the bill for the whole year and the man of God, he had to work on them to get them to a place to where they realize that he is who he says he is. I am. And that's the same thing he's doing to you and I. He's working on us. He's working on us to get us to a place because he wants to do something powerful in our life. And I don't know where we are. We can't see our measure of faith in our own life. But sometimes you can listen to yourself pray. And if you ain't praying for the impossible, then maybe our faith is right here. Maybe he isn't to us who he says he is. Maybe like he told Mary and Martha, he says, who, do, who did I tell you that I am? I know, I know, I know, Lord. I know all about the scriptures. And people think that he was crying or he was upset because he was you know, crying because Lazarus died. God don't cry because somebody dies. He's like, he's asleep. But sometimes he's crying because he wants you and I to see him for who he is. He can do the impossible. And I don't know what's going on in your life. I know what's going on in mine. And the, and the more I grow in faith, the more I keep praying about the impossible. Beyond, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough of nothing. I just got faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a great report. Genesis chapter 18. Abraham and Sarah. There's another place in Jeremiah where Jeremiah quotes this and says, is there anything too hard for God? Jeremiah said, is there anything too hard for God? And we have to answer and say no and say it with, say it with our chest. You know, you tell us about say it with your chest. Most of the time we're like, no, nothing's too hard. But in the back of your mind, you're like, mm. My bill still ain't paid. <laughs> I still got this arthritis in my knee. I guess maybe, maybe, you know, because what's what's going on? Listen, as a man thinks, that's what he is. So if you start hearing some other voices, your mind's about, oh, they on that dope. <laughs> they on that dope. Don't listen to them. Till you get to a place where you're not listening to nobody. We talked about Elijah last week where he was he could hear that small, still voice. But Genesis chapter 18, and it says here, let's go over to, let's look at verse. What verse is a good verse to start in? Uh, let's look here. What could I go to? Nine, verse nine. Let's do nine. And they said unto him, and this is Abraham's now with these angels and also with the Lord as a pre-incarnate Christ. He said unto them, where is Sarah thy wife? Now, Abraham doesn't know what's going on in his wife. He knows that his wife used to bother him about having a child. You ever bother your husband? You ever bother your wife? You ever bother somebody in the family about, are we ever going to get a car? 
Are we ever going to get a house? Are we ever going to do this? Are we ever going to do that? But God is listening. Now, Abraham isn't the one that's barren. So Abraham says, oh, let Isaac live before thee. He got his child. But Sarah didn't get her blessing. <laughs> He's the God of Abraham. I, sometimes, ladies, you guys keep hearing this in the book. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I'm going to tell you right now, he knew who Sarah was too. Says it right here in verse 9. Where is Sarah? So if you're feeling left out this morning, the Lord is saying, where are you at? Where's, where's so-and-so at? Ah, she probably got on my nerves. She's over there somewhere. <laughs> you know how men are. She's over there somewhere. This is you and I, Lord. <laughs> And he said, behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, y'all. I'm talking about old, old. I'm not talking about old, like, you know, you still see them working out on the track. I'm talking about old. Well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So that's done. That's a wrap. That's over. Right? It's over. Whatever you think is over in your life, ah, it's over. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also, he old and I'm old. <laughs> am I going to have some pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, how come Sarah's laughing? Now, Abraham can't hear his wife laughing. He don't know what's going on. Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? And this is what these guys are quoting here. Jeremiah and them is anything too hard for the Lord. At the time appointed will I return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah denied saying I laughed not for she was afraid. And he said no, but you did laugh. And sometimes you and I think whatever is going on in our heart is just ridiculous. And I tell you, I never thought I'd see my pop saying, never in my life. That's real talk. There's some people that are in your life that you would think, I'll never see them saved. They're too ratchet. They're too ruthless. They're, they're, just, they're just who they are. But we never know what's going on in somebody's life. But the Lord is trying to tell you, I knew what was going on in Sarah's heart. She was like, that's a wrap. I'm too old for that. You stop praying about it. This stuff that you were first praying about when you were young, when you first got in the Lord, you were praying about it earnestly and it never happened. And you were like, well, that's a wrap. I don't even have a job no more. <laughs> Talking about getting a new car. Shoot, the job I have, I ain't got enough money to pay for these homes nowadays. These homes are ridiculous. I was trying to pay for them when they were 30000 Now they're 230000 Man, they're $430,000. It's too late for me now. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to ride it out. This woman right here never, ever had the opportunity to feel what a woman is supposed to feel. Oh, everybody else, even her handmaids were like, yeah, I got mine. She got all the money, but she never had an opportunity to feel like a woman. She's like, Eve is the mother of all that are living. Don't I come from her lineage? But she doesn't know what it's like to be a mom. 
Whatever's going on in your life, you don't know what it's like to have a new car. You don't know what it's like to be in a great relationship. You don't know what it's like to have a home. You don't know what it's like for somebody to tell you, hey, I love you, man, and they don't want nothing. Just don't know what it's like. Think about, you're like, man, I'll never see that happen. But is anything too hard for the Lord? Really, I mean, there's nothing we're going to do. We're always, as long as we're coming here to the Lord, the Lord continually keeps taking us to these scriptures over and over again so that we can be also written in the hall of faith with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and all of them that took an, they just said, I'm going to step out here, man, on faith and do what the Lord, Genesis 4 and 26 Then begin men to call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in. We ain't sitting outside of it like, I used to pray when I was young. I gave up on it. The righteous, it says, run in. And they are saved. Are we running into prayer? If you're not running into prayer, then really you're just like, ah. It's not over for God and it's not over for you and me. So we have to begin to pray about And Peter said everything, even my car, even your car, even this and that, even this and that, even that person I can't stand, even that person you can't stand. You got to pray for that person because God put that person in your path for a reason. And you have to pray for them regardless of what you see and regardless of what you feel. He is a rewarder to those who diligently, that means every day, every day pray and call upon his name and ask for his will to be done in people, places, and things. Listen, there was a time when Jesus was walking and everything that the Lord made, the scripture said that it was good. He came upon a tree and he said, man, I'm a little hungry. And he walked over to the tree and said, are you serious right now? You're not doing what you're supposed to do. I don't know if the tree was like my dog Nipsey at the house with attitude. I don't know. But he spoke to that tree. And when he came passing by, I guarantee you that tree, it was no more there. You and I need to have the faith of our Lord and begin to speak. Speak to the tree in the backyard. Speak to the car in the driveway. Speak to that bank account. He's the one that gives you wealth. Stop chasing out here. The world will take you on a, on a, a whole other different way to get wealth. When everything comes from our Heavenly Father. And listen, he gives you what you need. Not what you want. Well, I want a billion dollars. Boy, Elijah was content with a couple of worms <laughs> and some water from out the, out the creek. He was content. We have to get to a place in our life where we're content. Not that we don't pray, but we understand that he's able to do exceeding and abundant above all we could ever ask and think. Is it based on whether you're naughty or nice? Because that comes up in our mind too. Well, you know, Lord, I'm jacked up. I just can't see you doing things with jacked up people. You know me. Well, son and daughter, I knew you were going to be jacked up your whole life. That's the reason why I died. Like he tells Isaiah, take the coal off the fire. He tells the angel, he says, take the coal off the fire and put it to his lips. Now what prevents you from asking me? Because I died so that you could ask me. 
I, I, I died so that you could come to me and we can talk all about it and I can make you over again. So I'm telling you this morning, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And if your mind is speaking back to you and saying he ain't going to do that, you better tell whatever's speaking to you to keep quiet. When them demons used to speak out of things that like he would tell them, shut up. So sometimes we've entertained things that we have no business entertaining. And just like Pharaoh, they don't want to let us go, but they have no power over our life. You and I need to get down and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. He said, if you ask for anything, ask it in my name that the father may be glorified in the son. But you and I want to bring God glory, but we refuse to open our mouth and pray about those things that are impossible. It was impossible for them to get out of slavery until God broke Pharaoh's back. It was impossible for them to cross that Red Sea until God parted the Red Sea and they walked upon dry ground. It was impossible for them to beat these people as tall as Shaquille O'Neal and as fast as Hussein Bolt. But he says, I will send my hornet before you. That means before you get down there to that place that's causing you problems, God said, I've already sent my angel there, he's already stung the place up. So when you walk into the people are like, okay, okay. Well, I didn't even tell you what I wanted. Ah, oh, you want the such and such. Just take it and go. And I know it's hard for you to believe. I don't know what you're going through, but I have to keep, I have to keep praying. And I have to keep challenging myself to ask for things that I just say like, I don't know how it's going to work. All I know is that you're the God that works everything out. All things work together for my, not some all things. Even though I, I can't see it, it seems like it's hopeless. I said, Lord, all things are working together for my good. My good. What is my good? My kids. Everything down to these two little rugrat dogs running around the house. <laughs> I, I Look, I was reading the book of Jonah. <laughs> you got to read the book sometimes. Man. And the Lord told Jonah, he says, man, you don't have a heart for the people. And let alone for the animals. That's what he told him. He said, man, I made everything, everything. I made everything. Do you not know when I send my death angel, I'm killing everything. He killed man, woman, boy, girl, dog, cat, everything. Gone. When he rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, do you know he rained on everything? When he comes to shut it down, he shuts everything down. You better have a heart for everything that God has given you, even the clothes on your back. You better take and take care of them. Stop throwing them around everywhere. He, he listen. He said, even the shoes on your feet won't wear out. Is anything too hard for? Listen, y'all know we got some wore out shoes in that closet that we need to throw out. <laughs> we hold on to them like we about to, like we going through our own wilderness. But if he tells you that your own shoe, if he speaks to you and says the gas won't run out. In your car until I get you where I told you I'm going to get you. That's exactly what he told him. I know you're looking at gas, but take that gas and make those gas seem like they're the shoes on Israel's feet. He said, they will not, you will not run out of gas until you cross the Jordan River. And some of them said, yo, I never ran out of gas. I never bought new Nikes. I didn't buy new Nikes until we were... We, we walked in our first home in the promised land. Next thing you know, one of my shoes gave out. And I was like, good Lord. I, I spent 40 years, but I put two weeks into the promised land. Next thing you know, I'm like, man, but I had enough to buy new shoes. That woman that said, hey, I know you're a man of God and all that stuff, but I'm going to die. My son's going to die. He said, yo, 
fix me some oil. She said, the oil never ran out. You got to listen. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And we have to think about that to this this day. That's why I'm going there with full faith wearing my Eagles jersey. Because ain't nothing going to be hard at 530. (laughs) It's real talk. That's what the talk get real. The haters ain't here this morning to try to stop me. (laughs) They knew to stay home. The Lord said, you better stay home and stop running your mouth. Because we're going to rise up with wings as eagles. You know what they said? He said, we will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not fade. That's the scripture. They don't say we rise up like a cowboy fan. They didn't say nothing about that in there. Talks about eagles all day long. He said, I carried you on eagles' wings. And we're about to carry 530. Y'all better get on there. I need your support today. I ain't asking y'all for nothing. I just asked for a little whoop, whoop. That's all I asked for. A little hand up. Then you go on about your business, a little hand up. Maybe you might text a little eagle or something. I don't know what you're going to do. I'm just asking for support. Where two or three are gathered, he said what? He's going to be in the middle. I just need two or three. I don't need a John. I got John. Junior, you with me? Junior sleep. He act like Peter over here. Junior over there passed out. Why y'all got to act like we're the disciples in the book? Jesus must be in the midst because folks is nodding. They out. I can hear Jesus right now. You can't. Root for the eagles one hour, one hour, but nothing's too hard for the Lord, y'all. We got to think about that when we leave here today, and we have to think about the opportunity that you and I have. We don't want to get the glory and be could have, would have, should have. You get the glory and you're like, it's just me, Lord. I tried to pray for everybody. He prayed one week. He said, Daniel was 21 days, all right? You get the glory. Look, you're going to be like Elijah. It's only me left, Lord. The Lord's like, I got 7,000 thanks to you, Elijah, that, that made it because you quit. Yeah, he quit. Sometimes you feel like quitting. Sometimes you come home and you're like, I am not praying no more. But the Lord is like, you got that quit in your heart? That's what he's asking Elijah. Like, what you doing here? I quit. What do you mean you quit? How you going to quit? I'm God. You don't quit. I want to go home. You can't go home until I tell you you go home. If I, listen, he, he tells Peter, if I want Judas to live until I come back, Judas to live until I come back, what's that got to do with you? Do what I ask you to do. He says, I got the power to make sure Judas doesn't die until I come back. What's that got to do with you? Could you imagine that? He says, I'm, you ain't going to die, Chris, until I tell you you're going to die. Well, I got, huh? well, sit down somewhere. <laughs> you can't do nothing because he runs everything. When it's our time to go, the Lord would be like, Marcus, we'll be riding, having fun, high five next to you. I'm gone. I'm, I'm high fiving Jesus. He's like, I, I, I didn't leave you hanging, dog. <laughs> you mean I'm here? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be a crazy death or something. I thought I was going to be on a plane and be screaming from 30,000. He's like, nah, come on in, big dog. Man, look at that pool over there. We worry about stuff that makes no sense to us because our God is living. He may not be in control of this football game. He's going to say, I ain't going to get involved in your nonsense, Mark. Sometimes he'll tell me that. I'm not getting involved in your Come on, Jesus. I need you on the 50-yard line. Right? He's like, I'm not getting involved in your mess. But some other mess I'm going to get you. I'm going to get involved in that. That's what he told the churches when he came to them. I ain't getting into that mess over there. But I'm going to get in this mess right here. This is some mess right Why are you bringing up old stuff? It ain't old. It ain't old. You were born in the sin and shaped in iniquity. And we're going to end that today. We're going we gonna to have our own football game at 7 o'clock. <laughs> And it's called prayer and supplication. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 
when the king of glory walks on in, it ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong. Next thing you know, you ain't watching football. How can you be watching football no more? Because of him, he messed my football game up. Now I got an attitude like Elijah. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> messed up my game. But y'all, think about whatever's hard in your life. Think about what you think is not going to work. And it's not, uh, people that have left your life and, and said you was dead to them, you better keep on praying. Next thing you know, you hear that knock at the door. Who is it? It's Billy. Billy? Must be the neighbor. <laughs> it's somebody that you ain't speak to in a long time. Things that you lost, found. Things that you gave up on, never gave up on you. Because that's what he operates. He just says, I'll, I'll give you back all those things that you lost. That's what he says. It's in the book. So you got to read the book. He tells each and every believer, he says, read this book day and night. Then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have great success. So we tell everybody, I want to have great success. We don't even open the book. Your book should be worn out. Worn out. Like my wallet's worn out. The book should be worn out. You should be getting a new one next year. Because you keep reading it and you keep reading it and you just can't read it one time. It's diligently seeking him. Diligently. If it's just hanging out on a shelf or you put it in the house and you walk by it all week until, oh, I got to grab my Bible. We going to church. And it ain't going to work. Faith without works is dead. That's what Paul said. You better get in. He told Joshua day and night. If you're strong enough, you're always running off of the mouth how strong you are. Be strong enough to read it day and night. Well, Lord, you know, I'm tired. I worked all day. Whatever. That's what he says, whatever. But he told Joshua the same thing he's telling you and I'd be strong and of a good courage. Not to be out here running your mouth, but get in that book because the book is going to change you and I. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We're going to preach the same thing over and over again. The Eagles and the, and the Chiefs are practicing the same plays they, they did all year. They're trusting in those plays to win the Super Bowl. What are you and I trusting in? I'm waiting on some a new play to come in. <laughs> going to be a new play coming in. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Is there another play? Well, you can go to the horoscope. <laughs> they always got something new for you there. <laughs> yeah, that witch got something new for you all the time. Use bacon this time. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm going to use bacon this time. It's going to work with bacon. But the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Lord our God. He changes now, all right? All right, y'all. Y'all know I got places to go, people to see. That thing is I got it. Some of y'all are just going home, but not me. I got to get my praise.